Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can give us a call about anything that's uh, on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's 855-450-3733. And, um, you know, usually we bring in a little show prep to talk about. You know, one of those places that we get show prep is freetalklive.com, where you, the listener... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Reading News Review. I'm Rob Reading, America's hearing, uh, independent voice at one Some audio Rob, in my ears here. Yeah, hearing another uh, radio show. This could be entertaining. <laughs> oh, it went away. Do I you... think we've got it now. I think we've got it uh, uh, fixed. All right. We've <laughs> okay. got it covered. Our crack so, technical team over here. You can go to freetalklive.com and uh, upload or link to stories or news posts or um, you know uh, videos, those kind of things. And people can vote up your submission, vote it down. They can do, you can do the same with theirs. Uh, that's one of the ways we get our show prep. Uh, Stephanie, you've got a story about the TSA and the FBI may be slightly at odds here. Um, yes, this is very interesting. And even more interesting is the news source from which this comes. It's Russia Today. And uh, they like to actually report on some kind of anti-U.S. government stuff sometimes. They had the TV show Adam and the Man, Adam versus the Man, excuse me, of course, on Russia Today uh, TV station. Yeah, Russia Today is an interesting phenomenon. It is kind of like uh, what Radio Free America or something that they broadcast to, the, the United States government will broadcast to, say, communist countries and things like that. <laughs> and it is, that the United States has government-funded radio and television, I guess television, uh, stations that People in, say, other countries that uh, may, the United States may not like as much mm-hmm. can lis- listen to and watch. And Russia Today is essentially the same thing. It is a government-funded news organization that uh, has offices in the United States. And Well, so is the BBC. And, yeah, BBC, I mean, yep. The U.S. has government-funded news like NPR and PBS, of course. And Russia so. Today doesn't take the pro-government line, uh, the right. pro-United States government line, yeah. <laughs> that, um, that you know a lot of uh, news organizations do. So it's interesting what they put out sometimes. Obviously, I think with... With all news, you need to consider the source. You need to, um, you know, pay attention to what they say. Are they giving uh, opposing sides? I mean, just because they've written it down doesn't make it true or sure. you know, put it in video or whatever. But it is interesting how sometimes they have the sort of journalistic license to cover things that maybe U.S. sources wouldn't. Because, of course, you know, they're scared of making the people in the establishment upset because those are their interviewees. They want to always be able to get that interview with the government official or bureaucrat or a spokesperson or whatever. And so they want to kind of stay in their good graces. But well, let me let me speak to that real quick. Sure. Um, we have a friend on the show uh, that worked for a radio station. This is just I this, think I know this friend. Yeah, <laughs> one one example um, that that shows. Now he used to get politicians on the air and he would lambast them up and down about their unconstitutional stances. And the guy was extremely well read. Is extremely well read. And yeah. um, you know, I mean, he just a politician in front of this guy is red meat. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> they would complain to say the radio station, "Hey, mm-hmm. you can't, you, know, you can't put us on there like that." And the radio station knows where its bread is buttered. It knows that uh, you know having politicians like it is going to be good for that radio station. I believe one of the reasons that was given for terminating this gentleman's yep. show was that the politicians would advertise their political campaigns on the radio station, and they wanted him to they. 
you know, they didn't want him messing that up, basically. That's the very icing on the cake. But, mm-hmm. I mean, a politician that turned sideways to a radio station, mm-hmm. um, especially a powerful politician like a mayor or a governor or something like that, um, they could make it very difficult and on on that particular radio station to the point that, you know, some radio stations are just on the edge of profitability that mm-hmm. they would cease to be. So yes. they could literally run them out of business. And this is why you'll see media organizations, because it's not just that one reporter. You know, if Fox or, you know, you pick your news organization has one reporter that's going to give the politicians trouble, it could very well show badly for the whole network. And then that network doesn't get preferential treatment, doesn't get the uh, press room passes. Or in the case of... um there are large media companies that own many different media sources, and so they could get lumped in with that sure. all, too. And sometimes they share advertising and stuff. So When you look at what happened with the uh, the news of the world with um, the uh, Rupert Murdoch and, yes. and that kind of thing, yes. they're just calling everything this guy owns some bad organization. I doubt Rupert Murdoch knew, had any idea what was going on with, in his yeah. uh, News of the World uh, this, newspaper. This is with the... Uh, the text messages or something with soldiers or well, this was, what was what there was all there? kinds of stuff. Basically, yeah. they were being hacked. Yes. Um, uh, you know, they were hacking into uh, people's, you know, phones. personal cell phones. The, right. the most egregious is was a murdered little girl. Um, they went in there and I guess they deleted some, um, you know, text or excuse me, some voicemail so that they could perhaps get some more news by somebody le- leaving a voicemail or something like oh, that. Wow. And, you know, some of these voicemails probably weren't uh, relevant to the case so therefore i don't know that necessarily their deletions were bad it just sounds really awful Oof, right yeah. you know oh. so they they may very well have created could have created a situation where the killer was caught and things like that if they had you know if the you know whatever if they had created a way to get more evidence the killer calls in to find some information out and turns out he can't leave a message or whatever you yeah. know they can't tra- track it back i don't know precisely um you know the world the world's funny and you never know what's going to happen, but it really looks awful in that particular instance. And, you know, it doesn't look good when they're just hacking people's phones and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So pay attention to some of the language that's in this article. Uh, I found it very interesting and atypical of something that I would expect to hear from a U.S. source. It's from RT.com, of course. And the headline is TSA agents become rapists. The next time you board a flight in the U.S., be prepared to hand over your luggage to government-hired rapists. Under the FBI's updated updated definition of rape, agents with the TSA are as good as guilty of the crime. A recent meeting of the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Criminal Justice Advisory Policy Board. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> no, they, they, don't worry, they just sort it to... Flexible. Yeah, yeah. It's some acronym, the uh, the Freedom Board or something, yes. <laughs> led to the FBI changing their definition of rape following a series of complaints from activists who said the earlier wording wasn't broad enough to cover many sexual assaults. When the Bureau officially adopts the new definition in 2012, rape will be considered, quote, penetration, no matter how slight, of the vagina or anus with any part with any body part or object or oral penetration by a sex organ of another person without the consent of the victim. So I, it, I lo- first of all, I love it how they can just like legally define what is rape. And before that they had a different definition, which was worded as uh, quote, 
carnal knowledge of a female forcibly and against so her will. Apparently, men can't be raped, according to the exactly. uh, former FBI. Oh, yeah, see. that's, that's a shame. certainly I shouldn't not say fair. men. I should say males, because uh, mm-hmm. you know not all men are males, and uh, oh, apparently yeah. they couldn't be uh, raped either. Look at the Penn State thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it's it's awful. And, and carnal to, knowledge, I mean, <laughs> that was very it, archaic it, wording. It goes to show sexual bias um, that yeah. is, you know, uh, that surrounds, uh, you know, accusations of rape and, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're strong. Yeah. And that, that wording was from 1929. So finally about mm, 80 years later, they finally got around to updating it apparently. Yeah. And apparently the, the FBI <laughs> never ran into a case that they found um, that, you know, say a young uh, male child had been raped. Sure. Uh, I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And what exactly is carnal knowledge too? I mean, that's a little bit of a vagary. <laughs> <laughs> could uh, obscure the actual act. but So anyway, they're adopting this new definition coming up in 2012. And then, so the article goes on, you know those enhanced pat-downs that the Transportation Security Administration agents are always offering, often with unfavorable backlashes from airport patrons who feel humiliated, violated, and disgusted with what the government thinks is an appropriate way to counter terror? Well, that's soon going to be rape. And the TSA, serial rapists. Uh, FBI. So the claim here would be, and I've I've heard people make this claim that through their clothing, um, the mm-hmm. TSA, and obviously they're wearing rubber gloves and stuff like that. And the, the definition isn't real clear on what might be between um, you and the, uh, the 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 victim of of rape. That the the claim is is that there's some slight level of penetration uh, mm-hmm. of the vulva or the anus, and um, so therefore the TSA. It fits says that no def- matter how slight in yes, their no own matter definition. How slight. And there is actually a blogger who blogged about her experience. With this, and it does fit the definition that her terminology that she described. used was penetration. Yeah. Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three is the TSA raping people. What's your opinion? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. People are weak. They're afraid. They want protection. The most basic of freedoms are at stake after a severe economic collapse in 2019. They take our money, our homes, our freedom. We have to do something. A power grab by the Federal Reserve is the largest central banking takeover that history has ever seen, leaving citizens with a dark financial future. But a heroic group of rebels plans to stop them. Coming to theaters and DVD in 2012 is a story about freedom versus enslavement and how a group of rebels plan to break the economic chains that bind them in the animated thriller romance Silver Circle. Visit SilverCircleMovie.com today to find out all the ways you can connect, like our active Facebook page, the monthly newsletter, and the Silver Underground blog. Join the rebel community by visiting SilverCircleMovie.com today. Join us. Support us. We, the people, are the last line of defense in saving our freedom. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's the um, telephone number here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Also, check out freetalklive.com where we have archives for you. We have archives going back to 2006. Free Talk Live has been around a long time and actually longer than 2006, but we've got the archives going back to 2006. <laughs> 
you know, before that was before we picked up and moved for the the, the Free State Project, and we're a much smaller show. And I don't know exactly why uh, Ian, our one of our main hosts, uh, chooses to keep the. Uh, pre-2006 archives maybe he hasn't uh, got them uploaded i have no idea for a while he was giving them to there was a secret podcast feed just for the amplifiers and they could hear um the old free talk live shows once they got to a certain level of Mm -hmm. amplifiers the amplifier program um at amp.freetalklive.com uh you know as i think it was every few every certain dollar increment they would release a new show Mm -hmm. and basically with the recession fewer you know the the amounts of increases Mm -hmm. ceased Mm -hmm. so i think that that's probably the issue once uh, we get above whatever the target is they would probably continue to do that maybe that's the reason in order to keep them valuable for for amplifiers got me but uh, you can get five years worth of archives by going to archives.freetalklive.com use them as you wish listen to them while you're gardening or working out or Go into the office, whatever you choose to do. It's archives.freetalklive.com. Stephanie, we're reading a story here. Yeah. That apparently, um, TSA shakedowns now fit the new FBI's def- the de- FBI's new definition of rape. Yeah. And, and they're finally, after 80 years, finally updating their uh, definition of rape to include males, which obviously can get raped too. <laughs> that's the I, one of, that's an extraordinarily disturbing part of that. I did not yeah. expect to see this um, in the uh, you know in the the verbiage, but apparently until this year, the FBI, according legally, did not consider it possible to rape a male. Yeah, and actually, also one thing that um, many women's rights advocates complained about for a long time was that. Actually, I think this is still true in certain states. If a person is married to another person, they cannot rape each other. So even if there's non-consensual sex in a marriage, Mm -hmm. if they are legally married, it cannot be rape. Mm. And there's, of course, many situations where it is rape, but, you know, they're married. So nobody can be charged or whatever. So, um, Mm. yeah. And for all the people who say that I'm an angry feminist and that I only talk about women's issues, I think this is really unfair that their definition of rape did not include men because... You know, they're half the population. Of course they can get raped. You know, they... I'd say anyway. the, the cases of full-grown men getting raped are probably more rare than... Um, I mean, you know... The, well, the, what about prison? Prison, prison rape is rampant. It I absolutely. Mean, um, and I think I think it's diminishing over time. Prisons are uh, becoming more um, sterile and uh, controlled places than they used to be. <laughs> so it's a less place, pleasant place to live, but there's probably fewer fewer rapes. So, um, mm. you know, as the case may be. That's I hope so, but... probably where most of the grown men get raped in America are in prison. Yeah. I've heard statistics that I don't believe for a second that say that uh, there are more men raped in America than women. Um you know, using the prison numbers. And I just, I don't know. There's maybe 1% of the population is mm. in prison. There are tons of people incarcerated, that's for sure. That, and that's, most of them are men and most of them are black men. But half of the population is men. female. Yeah. 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 It's incredibly racist and biased, but... No, it, it, Indians don't get a fair shake either. Oh, you mean American Indians? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. They've been screwed by the government for the entire... Since <laughs> right. white people came here, basically. But They don't handle the alcohol very well either, sad as it may be. Yeah, yeah. And they're forced, you know, they were forced onto these reservations Mm -hmm. and then entrenched in poverty. And then they got kind of hooked on this government welfare. The welfare situation really uh, disempowered a lot of them. And uh, there are some some great stories. Stossel did a great story about showing the differences between, um, you know, one reservation that decided that uh, it was going to eschew government, um, you know, money and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been actually not a reservation, but an Indian nation that wasn't recognized by the government or something like that. Anyway, they... Um, they 
issued government uh, you know, handouts, and they did very well, whereas you know, many of them that do not just kind of languish in poverty. And it's, it's very mm-hmm. difficult you know, when, you have a, when you have that little guaranteed trust fund coming in. And it's small. It's very, very small, but mm-hmm. it's enough to survive on one you – know, it, it, it changes one's life. Whereas if you have to go out there and earn and you know, make it better every single day, it creates a different mindset. Yeah. And of course, they have the the Indian Health Service, the mm-hmm. IHS, which <laughs> another example of socialized medicine in this country, yeah, besides the VA and Medicare and Medicaid, you know, uh, the IHS, uh, I don't think really serves the Indians well. So anyway, regardless of that, let's get back into this article. Um so many injustices that we can't cover them all really uh, adequately. So there was we were talking about this article from Russia today that was discussing uh, the FBI adopting this new definition of rape that defines rape as any basically any type of penetration, no matter how slight was the wording without the consent of the victim. Now, there was a blogger and in the article says blogger Amy Alcon wrote on the Web back in March of this year that uh, she had an experience with the TSA agent behind closed doors, which is why you never ask to go into the private screening area Mm because then they could do anything they want to you, in which she says she cried and screamed while an agent, she says, quote, raped her. This is a quote from the blogger. I sobbed even louder as the woman four times stuck the side of her gloved hand into my vagina through my pants, wrote Alcon in her post between my labia. She really got up there four times back, right and left and front, right and left. In my vagina, between my labia, I was shocked, utterly and unprepared. This woman was a rape victim prior to this, right? Uh, it doesn't say that okay. in this article. She may have been, though. Maybe yeah. um, may, there, this was. I read. I've read. If she several, wasn't a victim before. She's a victim now. I've read uh, several of these, and I remember one where a woman was a previous rape victim. And you can imagine mm-hmm. what this might draw up for, as oh, I understand. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, by not the doctor <laughs> like you are. Um, I'm not either yet. <laughs> well, not yet. You're months Student. away, right? The. But, you know, the, apparently there, it could be very painful just the touching down there for rape victims years later. I mean, you know, like it's psychosomatic in some way. And I don't I wouldn't claim to know why or how. Um, yes, and I mean, some it, people somatize, somatize emotional pain and so forth. But if they have some trauma from a previous event and they they haven't gotten counseling or haven't dealt, dealt with it yet. Emotional trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. You know, it's pretty even common. if they have had counseling, it, it can sometimes be you know take years sure. to deal with these things. So You're you can in imagine a situation. what it's like for a rape victim. And these, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's no <laughs> there's no opt out for oh I'm a rape victim, just let me on the plane. They don't have that. Yeah. You know, they've we've got to check your vagina for bombs, and that's what they do. And it's it yeah. you know like it's really there are other countries have other systems. And they, I think that they can, you know, you can have a better system that's more effective that, um, you know, doesn't tra- traumatize everybody, put them through machines that irradiate them, you know, that uh, frankly don't do anything to increase security. The TSA's never caught a terrorist. Never. No, no, not at all. It's security theater is what we like to say on the show. And, and many others say that, too. Yeah, it's just I mean, it just makes one feel safe. I mean, you know, the, the only thing they're catching is bottles of water. Yeah. I mean, they're not, yeah, they're, not, they're not keeping you safe. You and- know, um, Carla, my former co-host on She Talk Live, used to be from South Africa. And she said one of the ways that she knew it was a police state was because they started doing body cavity searches on people. And she, she was actually subjected to one. Mm. And she felt horrible, as you could imagine. 
about that. 855-450-FREE. Can you think of ways that uh, we can be secure on airplanes without getting groped? 855-450-FREE. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Fifty-five, four fifty, free. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. But, um, you know, I want you to check out Audible. Um, Audible has... They are the world's largest leading provider of premium digital spoken and audio information and entertainment. If uh, becoming reading books has become uh, difficult for you to get the time in your day to do, but you still want the information in many of these books that are coming out, like me, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL is a great way to do it. They'll give you a free download to try out their service. And you know all you have to do is go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and try them out. There's all kinds of books in every category you can imagine, whether you like fiction, nonfiction, history, uh, biographies, uh, fantasy, uh, science fiction, whatever it is you like, they've got it. The business books, I always feel like I should be reading these some of the new business books that come out um, just to you know stay on top of things, and I just don't have time for it. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL will help you out with that. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Let's go to Mark listening in uh, Indiana. Mark, you're on the air with uh, Mark and Stephanie. Yeah, I was uh, listening to you uh, briefly talk about the TSA, uh, cert, uh, you know, the, um, the pat-downs and everything, and I was thinking of last time I went in for a physical, and uh, it was a, a younger female doctor, and in order to do certain things, now I'm not saying the pat I, I haven't experienced really the pat-downs do uh, so much, but if there was a, they had, she had a nurse come in and watch me while, I was, uh, while she was doing the physical, and... Uh, I know that supposedly they have people, and I've even seen uh, on TV where they, you know, videotape some of these, uh, and they're not so uh, well-done pat-downs, and uh, I don't know if they had a nurse or someone from the medical field uh, there or some person that, I don't know, I don't know if that would change anything. I mean, it's just something else. Well, Mark, I, I see your concern about having a chaperone, and, you know, sometimes you can opt to get these pat-downs in a public area versus a private area. And so having some transparency may help. But the key difference between a doctor doing an exam and a TSA agent uh, touching someone is that when you go to the doctor, you have consent, right? When you go to the doctor, you want to be there because you want to be uh, checking your health. But when you go to the TSA, you don't want to be touched in that way. Or at least I don't think many people do. 
So the consent yeah. is the key factor there. Well, I think that, you know, the, the just having a nurse there doesn't claim, mean it's consenting. Right? <laughs> one can claim yeah. that the consent is had by, um, you know, people choosing to go on the airplane and that the lack of consent really comes in and the airline essentially can't do business in this country unless it allows the TSA to do its screening for it in, yeah. in effectively creating a monopoly. Right. So if I don't was, believe that if I buy an airplane ticket, then they can just go ahead and do whatever they want to me. <laughs> I, you know, it, it 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 seems to be getting more invasive as time goes by. Mark? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark? Oh, no, this is Mark. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I understand that uh, viewpoint, I guess. And uh, but I was I was just thinking of a different subject as far as buying the airline ticket. Have, but I won't go off into the the thing where they're talking about the phones tracking you and all that. Like, What's that? Phones you know, tracking you? What's that? No, uh, the, the smartphones that supposedly have uh, GPSs in you, and they tell you what's nearest to you, but I guess supposedly the information is going back like the newer uh, smartphones. Like when you when she was saying, like, buying a ticket, uh, you agree to this, but, you know, some of the smarter phones, when you buy the phone, people are not knowing they're agreeing it when there's, like, chips in them that tell them, you know, what you hit a button and, like, what's the closest deli or bakery, and then yep. it's actually tracking you, but that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to get off track. Or- well, there's, there's there's no track here on Free Talk Live. One can oh, talk okay. about whatever one wants. And yeah, it's yeah. it's the truth. I mean, if you have a phone, and it doesn't even have to be the smartphones all the time, I mean, clearly yeah. they can ping where you are. If you make a telephone call, um, I mean, if you have a contract with a company, they know your name, they have your credit score, there's your social yeah. security number, you make a telephone call from a particular area, you're not intending to release that information, but you can yeah. believe if for whatever reason the government wants that information they're going to get it so and of course there have been examples of that type of information like maybe someone will take a picture with their cell phone and it stamps it with the gps coordinates yeah, that's very disturbing to me yeah. or they post to facebook there have been cases of that exonerating people from crimes because that gives them an alias and it shows that they weren't there alibi or yeah oh excuse me <laughs> it can give you an alias too but that's really not the issue. <laughs> i misspoke there but but you know um of course the government's not interested in exonerating you from anything they want to get you for yeah. something so they would always use that purpose excuse me they would always use that information for the purposes of catching you doing something so i could see why people would not want them to have that info yeah. Yeah. once the government okay, has well Thanks, thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. Once the government has uh, has you know gone after you in a court case, and this is just shows the the problem with the uh, justice's terrible swift sword is that in fact it swings incredibly slowly. Mm. So when you go to you know say you've been charged with murder and uh, you end up getting exonerated because your picture um, you know a photograph uh, you know shows that you're in a different location or something like that. Two years later, the trail's darn cold. You yeah. know, they, uh, the, the way that they do you know, legal work now, it just takes forever to get something done. They're never going to find out who did it at, when you're talking about a two-year-old case. It's, it's incredibly difficult. I mean, I know they have the cold case files where they attempt to go find <laughs> um, you know, the, the person who did it. But I always wonder about that, too. There's um, situations where people, they go after folks that have been you know, living their lives for 30 or 40 years since mm-hmm. a crime was committed. And I always... And then they bring up the eyewitnesses and they say, oh, pick out this man from a lineup that you noticed 40 years ago in the dark. And and then they go, it was that guy. It was that guy. And even if the guy did it, you know, I mean, I wonder, you know, 
So one action 40 years ago, is it time to throw this person in jail? Now, I know there are victims out there that are harmed by it, but, you know, isn't that a different person than it was 20 years ago? I mean, they could have, in that amount of time, found Jesus or whatever, turned their <laughs> life completely around. I mean, I'm just saying that in, I am certainly not the person that I was 20 years ago. And, yes. you know, 30 years ago, I was 10. Well, so, I think I, mean, I think it matters that the victim gets some kind of restitution. Even if it's 20 years later, I still want them to be restituted. And that's the whole difference between a system of restorative justice mm-hmm. and a, st- a system of punishing justice or punitive justice, I guess it would be called. Yeah, I think that that's, I think there's a strong case for that. Um, you know, I don't know that a person who killed someone 40 years ago is a danger to society now and would need to be locked up. Whereas you're, what you're saying is, is that maybe they should come up off some money in sort of a wrongful death situation and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. compensate the victim. And I think you that can that's never a, really compensate someone for lo- losing a loved one, but you can try, you know, at least but when try. somebody's been found guilty, quote unquote, and then has to give some money up, at least they're being punished. And depending on how much money they have, you know, I think that, um, you know, for Bill Gates having to get a hundred thousand dollars would not be anything, but well, I think there's there's a strong argument to be made that punishment doesn't work. It doesn't work to shame people into good behavior or to punish them into good behavior because we have all these punishments in the system today and people still commit crimes. Oh, uh, I think the very best um, example of that is the death penalty. I mean, yeah, some, oh, some yeah. states have the death penalty. Some states don't. And murder rates across the board don't seem to be really any different when you look right. at, uh, you know, when you sort of look at a per capita population in states that have it and states that don't, you know, it there there's there's not a big difference in death in uh, murders. And so course, you would think yeah. if the death penalty worked that there would be fewer, fewer murders. Mm-hmm. But you know, Oklahoma and Texas are the killingest places in America. You'd think mm-hmm. that murder would be very unlikely there, but it's and not. And wasn't I mean, hanging still legal in Texas as a death penalty? I thought it was Arizona. There was one of those something places like that, that uh, a really fat guy wanted to, or New Mexico or something, really wanted to be hung. That way, um, you know, he could claim that it was cruel and unusual. or it, Like, it was some kind of ploy. And if you're going to be killed, what difference does it make how it is? So you might as well, you know, pick your... Wow. Pick your poison, as it were. Yeah. Um, but it's I, just like, I do think that the lethal injection tends to be a cop out for people. Um, oh, way, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just what doctor it's not would participate in something like that? And I mean, the most important question to me is how does it help the victim? to execute someone or to put them in jail. It's it I care about the victim getting helped. Yeah. Yeah. Eight five excuse me, eight five five four five zero three seven three three free talk live. Your opinion on this or anything else? Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live, among other things. But um, first, let me tell you about Wise Food. You probably you know, know about some of the destabilizing events that are happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, and that's just to name a few. There's all kinds of reasons why you'd want a certain amount of food uh, stored up at your house in case maybe a hurricane hit or or something like that. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. 
25 years. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. They come in a convenient plastic tote. Keep them safe and uh, uh, ready for when you need them. Then they are ready. They're, you know, they're not going to get eaten into by bugs or flooded out or anything like that. You're, I mean, they're safe. You can get them uh, just a free sample. To, uh, check out what I'm talking about. I mean, get a free sample by calling 855-FOODWISE or go to wisefoodstorage.com and use coupon code FTL. You'll need FTL to get the free entree sample. Also, if you decide to purchase, you can uh, get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order uh, by using coupon code FTL. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE, coupon code FTL. Let's go. It's it's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Let's go to the phones. uh, Vicki in Georgia. Vicki, you're on Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. Yes, I have a question for you. Sure. Calling from Georgia. We just had a little seven-year-old girl buried. Yesterday, she was beaten to death, mm-hmm. raped first, Sorry to hear that. and then thrown into a trash compactor. What would you have done with him? Oh, my goodness. How do you that know it's him? so awful to hear. They've already caught him. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that, you know, that's a good question. I mean, sure. you just want to find out. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you're talking about a, situ- a situation like that, like that person is extraordinarily dangerous and needs to be kept away from others. And he may be other people, including inmates, too. So a um, situation. Oh, they are. They're protecting him. They're keeping him away from other inmates because they know they'd kill him. I bet they probably would. Um, and, you know, these things happen in prisons. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, I, I wonder mean, what the family of this poor little girl, you know, would like maybe if after I don't they think have... it, I, 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 when it comes to the, the systems about justice, it's not about revenge. If the, if the family does want something, um, you know, want the death penalty for this guy. Well, I didn't say they want revenge. I just I just want to know, like, you know, their wishes matter, right? Their concerns matter. And I think that the current justice system doesn't do much to help that the families of victims, right? Especially in heinous crimes like those. I mean, what closure do they get? What kind of, how are, how are they made whole? I know you can never really be made whole, but. Yeah, this is horrifying. Yes, it's, it's awful. I mean, I mean, like probably they need counselors. They need some therapists to help them deal with this. Vicky, they need oh, some. Are you a Christian, Vicky? Oh, yes, I do am. Do you believe in hell? Yes, I do. In heaven? Uh, yes, I do. So you know this guy could stay on death row, ask for Jesus' forgiveness in uh, you know, five years, get uh, uh, you know, put to death, and he'd be in heaven faster than if he were, say, um, you know, put, uh, you know, confined in a little 8 by 10 box uh, for the remainder of his life. I mean, which one of those is the worst punishment? Uh, the worst punishment? Between the be, two. Uh, would be death tomorrow. Well, you're why not going to. OK, why? so like this is why? one of the thing about death penalty advocates that you're not going to get. Right. Like you're not going to get death tomorrow. Right. Yes. Right. Why should he be allowed to sit on death row for 20 years, 30 years? 40 That's our years. legal system as and it then, exists. And then Vicky. think that he's not going to be dangerous when he's let out. Oh, I, they're not. Let, they're, they're not, not letting, letting him, him out. out no. <laughs> um, no, you were, but you said earlier, you know, after 40 years. You know, yeah, why should they still be held in jail? No, oh, I'm sorry, Vicki. If I wasn't clear, I was asking, you know, when they're talking about situations where they bring up the cold case files. Statute of limitations, and, basically. There's no statute of limitations on murder. Oh, right, And yes. so they bring up a cold case file. They find a guy who 40 years ago, say, um, you know, burned down a, a church and it killed a couple of kids. I think this happened uh, like five or six it years sure ago. Did. In, and, in Alabama yeah. years ago. And it's horrifying, right? But you're talking about a different guy 
than than who did what he did 40 years ago. And that's what I was really addressing. I mean, I'm not saying that people should spend 40 years in prison for murder and then get let go. That's not what my claim is. Um, but I don't think that somebody staying in 40 years does anything more for the victim than it does, you know, them staying in for the rest of their life. I think that the victim could be made whole by this person being put to work in one of these prison situations and then, you know, perhaps giving some money to the victims. I mean, wouldn't don't you think that would be better for the, the victims if they, uh, you know, the mother and father, if they are at least getting some small check uh, from from this guy? Uh, no, because I, I, a small chick takes care of the death of a seven-year-old. Oh, I don't think it does. It does. life. I it, don't... Ends, it ends her future. It ends their parents' future. There's no grandchildren to be seen. There's no wedding day to be had. Yeah, well, There's it's... nothing. Absolutely. And a check... A check? I hardly think so. Well, uh, well, well I'm, you know, some people. I, I'm, I'm trying some to people... deal with reality here, though, Vicky. I mean, you know, you know, he's <laughs> going to be on death row for at least ten years. Then they get nothing, and then you know that it's going to cost ten times as much to oh, take him. What's that? I don't want to feed him. I, I understand, but you, we don't get that option. We don't get that option. You have it costs ten times as much for a death penalty, um, you know, case than it does for a life in prison case. Ten times so, as much, and okay. we have to deal so what, in reality. And reality is, the happened? death penalty doesn't work as no, far as a deterrent, and it costs ten times as much to implement. The I death understand. penalty will deter him because he won't. He won't be killing children. He anymore. won't be killing children from inside a ten by eight box either. Do you honestly think this is the first one? They're investigating him in Virginia. I can't answer whether it's the first one. I have no knowledge of the case, but exactly. I can say that he will not kill any children from inside a 10 by 8 box either. No, and if we're lucky, the other prisoners will take care of him for us. Vicki, you does know, I, I have to, you know, this is a horrible crime, and I could understand horrible. why you would be really, horrible. really upset about it. But Well, I am upset about it, but for you to even suggest that him getting a job and giving that money to her parents. Now hold on, okay. I, I didn't suggest that. I <laughs> well, just I want to ask you. You know a they question, have jobs though, in prison, Vicky. right? Yeah, no, that's they do. not even an op- that's not even an option. When an animal kills another animal, <laughs> you know, nature takes care of itself. And then you have these people out here that are killing children, killing old people, and you think of putting them to work and Letting them pay the families eases whose conscience the killers. I don't know. I I think that it's going to do um, it's going to do more you know, for the family. Most, most people have property too, right? And so if they're going to go for prison to prison for life, then maybe something that could you know maybe some of their property could be given to the victims. Much. They they may I, I not. But I doubt that too because they've probably got a family. They may have children. They have a wife. Yeah. You're going to kick their people to the curb yeah, and that's, take their stuff? Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's something to think about. You're right. I, I, I totally agree with you. But you Right, know, but, but putting that person to death you, you and, and, and asking for it with this almost bloodthirsty idea that if, you, if, if a, a criminal is killed, then somehow it will make the situation better, I think is the wrong way to approach it. That doesn't it do was, much it, for the victim. It, it, doesn't do anything for the victim. Ask the mother. Yeah, I, I don't Nobody know has mother, asked her. We I, don't know what she yeah. wants. Well, yeah, she pretty well said on the news she wants him dead. It, and and, and I, don't, is... I don't blame her. The Bible says an eye for an eye. If you're asking me if I'm a Christian, 
An eye for an eye. Well, Jesus said to forgive, too, and I, so I don't know how that really works in this particular scenario. I don't believe that you—I well, believe you have to, to watch out for this guy. But do you understand how the victim is victimized twice here, Vicki? Now, now, something terrible happened to them, and now their tax dollars have to go to pay to incarcerate this guy. Now, if this guy had could go to prison and— you know, work at a job, then he could pay for his room and board to some extent and then send some money to the the victim's family here. I mean, that's all I'm what, suggesting. And what kind of a job would that be? I don't know, making brooms, license plates, uh, answering telephones. <laughs> I got no idea. They yeah. they do all kinds of things. My friend uh, was in prison. He did uh, He made lawn furniture with a uh, plastic extruder. Is he still in prison? I think he got out and went back. He has a real drug problem. Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. So that didn't that didn't help anything either, did it? <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm not claiming it's going to stop. Uh, there was no victim with somebody who has. Oh, a there's drug... a victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he steals from. He steals oh, he's from still people. okay. Well, yeah. yeah of course, always... there is if he steals. Becky, I I really do appreciate you calling and giving your thoughts. Uh, you have something more to say? Nope. That's that's okay. it. Thank you, Vicky. I appreciate I... the call. And people are righteously indignant about situations of murder, especially murder of kids and rape and all that stuff. And I get it. I mean, they should be. I can only imagine how absolutely, utterly angry I would be if somebody did something like this to my family. But I also think that after the fact, when the person's dead... That hole still isn't filled, that hole that got created by the crime. And I don't think that revenge is the obligation of the the judicial system. I think justice is, and I'm only talking about justice. I mean, I understand why people are indignant. I've got it. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack! Yearly is a bold, independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about the TSA and the death penalty. and um, You know, you can talk about those things or bring up what you want to talk about. Um, also, check out uh, listen.freetalklive.com. There we have all the listening options that uh, you can have for Free Talk Live. Not only are we on more than 100 great radio stations and uh, – XM and free to air satellite. We've got the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com. We've got uh, listen lines where you can call a telephone number and listen to the show over your cell phone or your regular phone if you wish. That's at listen.freetalklive.com. There's, of course, the live streams and podcasts too. Let's go to Robert listening in Indiana. Robert, you're on Free yeah. Talk Live. How are you doing, brother? All's well. What's on your mind? 
Oh, okay. Well, um, since we were talking about TSA, I was originally going to talk to that. Um, and also the fact that that one young lady just spoke about the death penalty. Mm -hmm. I work as a warrant officer, police officer, corrections officer, and a youth student instructor. So you know something uh, about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, it's good that, uh, you know, maybe God put me on this for a reason. But uh, if you start out as far as the TSA goes, as far as, you know, inappropriate touching, on the street as a police officer, I can only conduct a Terry Pat. Terry Pat, yep. For protection against weapons if I feel that my life's in danger. That's correct. Okay. You move into something like, uh, you move in from that into the incarceration part. Of course, I can do full frisk search. Yep. And I can do a strip search. Bend over and cough. No, exactly. Squat and cough or bend over, spread your cheek. Now, at no time can I even come close to touching their anus or their, their genitals. Right. Now, if I see something that looks like you might be concealing anything, then I have to contact a um, doctor. Advisor, yeah. And a doctor has to be the one to remove it because it's a medical procedure at that point. That's correct. Not to, not to mention the fact that who, if a TSA officer, and I and I know there there's some people there that took the job because they want to try to make a difference and try to make people safe, but you got to tell me this, that you can't notice the way somebody moves and walks, if they're trained in body language, that if you've got three C4 Robert, you're direction. kind of breaking up. Is there? Um, what was that? The way someone moves and walks, and I didn't hear the rest of that. Sentence? Okay, can you hear me better now? A little yes. bit. Okay, yep. if you could just but tell by bodily, if somebody has you know, enough to blow up a plane, you'd have to have quite a bit of of um, an explosive. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to tell if somebody's walking with something that's in their vagina or up their rectum. Robert, you're actually pointing out something that's extraordinarily important here, and I'm glad you did because I'm I'm not the expert that you are in this area. Um, but in fact, in many countries, they've been more effective in um, catching people that might be terrorists simply by having observers, people that are a, a few. I mean, you don't need those forty people with uh, you know that are, that have been salvaged from uh, the the welfare rolls with blue gloves on searching people. Um, you, I mean, you've got these, uh, you've got a few people in an airport looking for folks you know i'm sure they're doing profiling i'm sure they're looking around and they you know they'll just go talk to somebody first that they think might be a um you know an issue and you then just mentioned it right there you got to be i mean in law any form of law enforcement uh, in any kind of sales and any kind of anything where you're going to be dealing with public you have to have some kind of level of expertise just be able to approach people and make them feel at ease and catch them off guard on that and that's what they take it takes it don't take somebody to go i mean you could give anybody. I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of places that say, "Hey, before you go on welfare, you got to get this job because we're not going to pay you on welfare." So these people that do get fortunate enough to get into TSA because they got a screening process, you know, and uh, they're just out there what to pat them down. I've seen how it does. I don't go on. I don't go on an airplane after nine eleven. You know, I won't do it. Or yeah, worse, I, what if what if the, someone is attracted to that job because they want to have an excuse to abuse their power? Yeah, as know? sad as it yeah. is, there have been pl plenty of uh, TSA folks that have been convicted of rape. And there are going to be people convicted of rape um, uh, in any line of work, but it looks or really, how really could you, bad. How could you legitimately have an excuse to have a job where you get to touch children in places that no one else is allowed to touch them? I'm not saying or, they're all pedophiles or anything, but I'm saying that kind of raises my might, hackles as something that might be a problem. And you're exactly right, because when I would have, you know, as going into a correctional facility, into a state prison, as a shift supervisor, I would have to go out there and help pat down other officers. Now, at no time did I encroach on their privacy at all, and I've always caught 
I've caught weapons. I've caught tobacco, marijuana. I mean, everything that's coming through with just a basic path search, talking to them and seeing their eye movement, you know, if they're darting, the way they're holding their presence, you know, and you don't have to know this person. Sometimes it's easier on a person that you don't know. It just comes with hiring people that can really do the job. That's police work. And that's what it comes down to. And I don't think the TSA is trained one whit in police work. And I've heard talked no. to many, many police officers that essentially don't consider them to even be part of the policing organization. And I think that that, you know, it, it's not the TSA agent's fault. It's the no. the structure under which they work. And they they can't operate the way, you know, they just have a, a guideline where this is what you do every single time. And it it's, you know, it it. it it doesn't solve the problem. Well, never actually, they, they don't. I mean, they don't always follow those guidelines. They may have them, but yeah. they're inconsistent about the application of them. And, and that comes from the hiring of the good supervisors. And the big problem in that whole area, if you want to you roll it up in a nutshell, is the fact that, you know, you go in to do the job, but everybody gets um, complacent. Yeah. You and- know, I've never noticed a TSA agent to catch a terrorist, just like you said. Oh, there's never been you know, a case. No. And also, uh, has happened. They've gotten through, and, but when they right. find out what they had, it was just, it was mind-boggling to find out what they had. When the news stories come out about them testing themselves with their red team, Robert, um, they'll you'll find that the, it'll be between seventy-five and a hundred. I've never seen a, a news story where uh, they, they, they catch, leak these things. Yeah. This isn't the, the, the TSA doesn't lose doesn't uh, doesn't uh, get, report this, but it's it's leaked, and it's and I imagine. You know, they always report the big news as opposed to the little ones. But every time I've seen it, it's been 75 percent or 100 percent of guns, knives and bombs that they test themselves on get through. So they're not even you know, they can't even beat themselves. Exactly. And, you know, and this whole TSA uprising came up after 9-11. Of course, when this all started, crackdown, 10 mile no fly limit around major cities. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody flying in this and this. And what happened? What? 30 days after that, everything's lifted. You hired tons and just hundreds of people to do this job. Then those people got laid off. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to put a good, formidable-looking front through to the United States citizens saying, hey, man, I got your back, and I'm protecting you with these agents. While in real in real reality, nobody's really being protected because, unfortunately, at no fault of the people that are working and, and carrying that badge, they're not trained well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, nothing, nothing. I, is going they to... could never be trained well because just this organization. I mean, they spend. I just looked looked up the budget, the yearly budget of the TSA, and it's something like eight point one billion dollars, and it, that's it, an it, amount right. of money that uh, most of us can't even really fathom. But somehow they spend that much money every year, and a lot of it goes to these government contractors and goes to the pensions and stuff like that. But, you know, the TSA has this whole tier of, like, middle management that that are paid, like, you know, $100,000 a year to just be, like, one of these managers that oversees people. And they've become this this huge bloated organization Federal that's employees not tend- keeping people it, safe. They, they tend They're to get paid a great deal. I think they start out $121,000 a year for mid-level management and just go to a... Uh, airport and ask to speak to a, a person in management. Uh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you won't I can't him. imagine. You won't, you won't find him. Now, to, to stretch that from the other part, you know, a heinous crime, working in the prison, you're not going to get any prison that's going to get a death row offender um, a job in there. Because they're going to no. be in their cell yeah. uh, probably 23 and a half hours a day. Yes. Okay, to get out for showers and that's it. Now, if you really want to level that down to, yeah, now look at this. You get one county that says 
you murdered um, one guy 40 years one. Now, 40 years what? I'm sorry. You, you broke up. 40 years what? They gave you 40 years. You got to do 20. Okay. For a good time. All right. Now you go to um, County B. You murdered two guys. You get 40 years to 20. Now you go to C. I mean, it just is perpetual stupidity because they need to come to, to a conclusion and set it, I think, federally what these crimes should be. You know what I mean? Um, it does seem like there's, there, there are differences well, in, in states. Well, well, yeah. One guy can't. I, I've, I have talked to guys. That have literally, the guys murdered four or five guys, okay? Went and murdered them, then turned around and murdered their families because they didn't want to get caught. Robert, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. That's right. We are on live on a Sunday evening. I know most talk shows won't do that for you, but Free Talk Live, we do a live show seven days a week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I think we're even going to be live on Christmas, yeah. right? That'll be me hosting the show, right, Mark? Because you'll be away. That's what we do. <laughs> we do live content. It's Free Talk Live. Uh, so you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. I'll be happy to participate in the war on Christmas. <laughs> it's a war on Christmas. <laughs> you know, Christmas is kind of just something that happens to me. It's not like I, you know, I've got a three and a half year old son. I'm not going to tell him, no presents. I'm not going <laughs> to, there's not going to be any of this lying to him about Santa Claus thing that uh, that, that so oh, many folks yeah. do. And I'm not trying to be superior or anything. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do that. But, it's made up. It's not real. Yeah, I, I know. I figured out when I was a kid, I figured out that Santa wasn't real because I was like, now, how can he go around to all these houses in one night? And he's ha- magic and the daylight savings <laughs> time. And, uh, the, you know, the, of course, the my dad time told zones. me the time zones, but I was like, yeah, even <laughs> still. And he said then then he said there were elves that help him. Well, you know, I, I anyway, uh, Santa Claus. Let's go on to we got callers here um, Sorry, on the line. <laughs> I, I'd love to talk about Santa, and I think there's things to talk about. But uh, let's go to Alex in calling from Marysville, Tennessee. Yeah, Alex, you listen listen to WBCR. I uh, actually don't carry you guys anymore. Okay, yeah, I mean they tend to uh, come and go, and so I was wondering if you were, um, you know, if, if you were that's, listening. That's on where that. I very first heard you actually. It uh, was the very first station that we were syndicated on, and along with another one. Oh, that's the reason oh, I know the I call did letters. Not know that. Yep, yep, Marysville, Tennessee, and uh, Liberty, Missouri, I believe. Yeah, those oh, were our two cool. stations. Cool. Yeah. So, what's on your mind, Alex? Um, I heard a little bit of a call you guys had earlier. Um, kind of going in that on me but uh some uh, something about someone who murdered someone and there was some caller who you know violently was wanting that person's death yes um and I, it got me to thinking about how so many of these people think that oh, we need to go back to some era of law and justice where everything was uh pretty much uh, the death penalty was thrown or about a lot more <laughs> Um, As if the death penalty will solve, you know, whatever the the problem is and the societal's Ill, societal ills, the death penalty will solve it. And I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of evidence yeah. for it. Yeah, um, and that got me to thinking. Well, if they're wanting to go back into some time in the past, uh, why don't they go back to uh, Anglo-Saxon England, where uh, when you killed someone, you had to compensate their family, just like 
you guys were talking about. Mm. It's not a new idea. This was biblical, too. Um, you know, I mean, if, yeah. if somebody was, uh, you know, killed for whatever reason, you had to, uh, you know, you, you had to compensate the, the family. Because, you know, frankly, that's from a uh, familial standpoint, the, the man is the breadwinner, um, at least in time frames like that. I mean, this guy's gone. What are, What's the widow going to do with her kids and that kind of thing? I mean, this is well, a real she'll issue. she'll be forced to marry his brother and give him children. Right, right? there's that, too. <laughs> That and uh, I mean, you know, like you mentioned that if someone killed someone's child that labored on the farm that they would not have. Yep. That uh, and I just I used to be one of those, uh, you know, kill them all pops. Me too. But uh, I was a proponent uh, of the death penalty. I mean, oh, I, yes. absolutely. I just I've looked at the numbers and and studied the issue and well, it's an issue yes. of education. And this is one of the things that I think is really important to say, but we didn't get a chance to discuss it with Vicky on the air. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, according to the innocenceproject.org, which is a website dedicated to exonerating um, people who have been wrongfully convicted and are on death death row, there have been uh, more than two hundred twenty five DNA exonerations uh, in this country since they started using DNA evidence and. Uh, uh, they have a little graph here on their website of like, why were these people wrongfully convicted in the first place? Well, 77% of the cases where there was an exoneration based on DNA evidence involved um, eyewitness misidentifications. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, just because somebody claims to have seen somebody else at the scene or whatever it is, it I mean, you know, that's it's not it's not very good. Eyewitnesses are notoriously bad uh, and evidence. Also, there have been studies that show that when an eyewitness is looking at uh, potential perpetrators of a race that is different from their own. Yeah, then they they are more likely to misidentify absolutely. someone. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's the old. They all look the same thing. And, exactly. You know, there's. It's. It's not that. That's not a true statement. I mean, it can be more difficult when you're looking at somebody of a race that you're not. Nor, you don't spend your all your time looking at. It can be more difficult to tell who's who, and that's why DNA evidence has uh, been so valuable. In uh, you know, I I don't lose a lot of sleep over guilty people. People being executed. I mean, that doesn't keep me up at night, but I don't think that it's particularly effective as far as a uh, deterrent, and I think it's significantly more costly. Frank, there's nothing to gain by it. If, if, if someone is actually, you know, like I said, providing some form of compensation, that's actually a. I just, I, I have a big problem with the whole idea of, you know, uh, now we'll finally have closure because they're dead. What? Stop bringing your kid back. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk yeah, to exactly. these. I'd love to talk to somebody that that felt that they'd get closure after um, you know somebody was uh, executed, because you know you just get sound bites on the news. You know, just you get ten seconds of the victim saying something. You know, before or after. And I frankly don't believe you're going to get closure if the person is uh, you know executed, cut into four quarters, burned, and the ashes are spread at the uh, you know in in four different volcanoes across the uh, the world. I don't think you still get closure. I think that. You know, you not you, only that, but it's horrifying and it's going to continue to be horrifying whether the person's alive or dead. Yes. And there actually have been cases, uh, documented cases where there have been people who have committed murders and rapes and other serious crimes where, you know, through working with psychologists and therapists and stuff like that, they have come to understand and seriously regret what they have done and feel genuinely remorseful. And that can be helpful for a victim if that's able to happen, you know, to know that they, the perpetrator feels remorse. Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what it would be like for the victim. I would certainly like the perpetrators to feel remorse. Alex, I thank you for the call. 855-450-3733. It seems like more closure than just 
just killing a person. But you know? to me, that what, what convinced me, and this may not convince everybody, but this is what convinced me from being a death penalty proponent, was I saw the numbers of the amount of people that have been released from, from death row. Released. That, the, you know, evidence yeah. was found, and they're not all DNA, mind you. Um, yes. You know, there's a percentage of them are, but it just goes to show how inefficient the system was previously. Now it's slightly more efficient in showing that the person was on the scene or something like that. doesn't mean that the person killed anybody. But... What showed me was that more than 200 people have been released from death row since the 70s. How, and what that says to somebody, isn't that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, what that says is that innocent people have been executed. You know, if they've released 200, oh, yeah. that means they had to have executed some innocent people. And the question you need to ask yourself, if you're so against murder that you're for the death penalty, how many innocent people are you willing to execute in order to get um, a guilty person? And I think that, you know, maybe maybe it needs to be phrased um, is for for how many um, innocent people are you willing to sacrifice for how many uh, executed people is probably the way to, to phrase it, because I don't know yeah. whether it's a one to one um, basis or not. But it's it's really it's something you got to ask yourself because we are flawed. Humans make mistakes. If you're going to give a penalty, the ultimate penalty, you ought to be right. And you can't always be right. Especially so should when you, you're the government. Should you use the and you have no responsibility for yeah. your actions. If it was found the government executed an innocent person, what would happen? I'll tell you what. Nothing. Not much. Yeah. Nope. The bureaucrats aren't going to prison. No. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. BigHitPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHitPress.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, you know that they're not good for your health. In fact, some people say they're going to kill you. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier by one metric. It's the e-cigarette. By Vaporsmiths.com. Now, you can get e-cigarettes all over the place, but not all of them are made to the standards that the um, Vaporsmiths e-cigarette is made to. It's one of the best made e-cigarettes in the market today. And, you know, a pack-a-day smoker will save about $120 a month. It, they, it tastes better. There's no more ashtray mouth, no secondhand smoke. You could do it just about anywhere. No more standing out in the rain by the uh, dumpster to uh, smoke your cigarette. And you can get this e-cigarette for free. Vaporsmiths will give it to you for free. Uh, with free shipping, all you have to do is go to Vaporsmiths.com, buy 40 cartomizers. The cartomizers are the thing that go on the e-cigarette that provide the nicotine. Uh, one cartomizer is about equal to the nicotine in one pack of cigarettes. 40 cartomizers cost 70 bucks. You know that 40 packs of cigarettes isn't 70 bucks. It hasn't been since 
1986 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's com. Use coupon code FTL to cash in on the deal. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. Vaporsmiths.com or call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com. Let's go back into the calls. Um, we'll take Frank in, in Salida, California. Frank? Yeah, how you doing? All's well. What's on your mind? Uh, I wish I could say that. Uh, I, I'm calling because uh, three years ago, three uh, on September September 24th, three years ago. Okay, my son my son killed his wife and then killed himself. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Frank. Uh, and there's five kids involved here, and one of them is disabled. She can't talk. Nothing. She can't do nothing at all. Okay. Uh, we have feed her through a tube and everything. Oh, my. And these kids, the only family they have known is the paternal grandparents, uh, the parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And CPS has taken the kids away from us, gave them to the maternal aunt, and... Why did they do that? uh, I've been in prison. Okay. I've been in prison. Uh, not, not for no child molestation, nothing like that. That was my next question. Okay. But I've been in prison on drug cases. Mm -hmm. Uh, my life is clean now. Uh, I'm clean and sober and and I'm planning on staying this way. That's the best way to get these kids back. Okay. The thing here is my wife has never been in trouble in her life. Mm -hmm. She's a working woman. My daughter never been in trouble. My other daughter's never been in trouble. And among them, they've been trying to get custody of these kids. And CPS refuses to let us have custody of these kids. How long have, right. has the maternal aunt had custody now? Three years, two, two and a half years, because what happened now is uh, there was an issue brought up. Uh, the kids have been sexually molested. By whom? At, uh, the maternal and husband's brother. Okay. Molested mm-hmm. one of the young girls. We don't know if it was two, but we know one for sure. What a mess. And, These poor kids. Uh, <laughs> just one thing after another. Yeah, it's no so doubt. terrible. And like I said, they've been uh, uh, physically abused and mentally abused, and the courts continue to give these people all the rights. All rights. And one of the kids, my youngest daughter, have custody of her because they threw her out the house. They don't want to have nothing to do with her. You know, they say she's trouble. So they threw her out the house. And, and you have custody so of her? My daughter has custody of her. Okay. And the other four uh, want to be with this side of the family. They don't want to have nothing to do with them because of the things that are happening to them. And they, they have lawyers. They called, talked to the lawyers, told the lawyer what was going on. They told CPS what was going on. CPS went as far as making this big video thing, trying to see what they can get on my side of the family. Mm-hmm. And just take fingerprints and everything, like if they were going to consider us for uh, 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 taking custody of these kids. They bypassed us, and the aunt that did not do nothing at all. She didn't petition. She didn't do nothing at all. CPS gave her partial custody and and took our visits away from us uh, 
We don't have no visits now. What's their claim as to why they took away your visits? Because when 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 they took this big video thing of the kids and everything, they did it because they wanted to see if they could prove that we were coaching the kids to say these things. We have never coached these things to say nothing. I see. But uh, I bet they never even really asked the kids what they wanted. You know, unfortunately, these decisions are often. Well, apparently, they have heard what the kids wanted, and they they believe that they were coached. <laughs> that. CPS has gone as far as saying that uh, it doesn't matter what they want, what they say does, nobody's going to hear. It's so difficult know? in these oh, scenarios. Goodness. Dealing with family yeah. court, they, um, you know, you've, you've got these kids, they're used as uh, chess pieces, and, you know, it's, it, it's so difficult in these uh, young lives, and they pass so quickly into adulthood, and, and these time frames are important. I mean, the, what, it's one to five is the formative years and, and those kind of things, and I mean, it's so, so difficult in dealing with these family situations frank i can only i can only wish you luck i i mean i just don't have uh you know much expertise in this area story sorry yeah, to hear about it I uh, hope please give, look up for you keep keep, keep us uh, abreast of what's going on I'd, I'd love to hear more thanks for the call 855-450-3733 i mean gosh it's yeah so, it, well, it just it, starts out the story starts out bad it just gets worse <laughs> yeah how how could these kids their needs for justice and fairness ever be met by this government system you know, I don't know that they ever could be met. No, by any system. No, let's go to uh, Cliff uh, in Indiana. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live with Stephanie and Mark. What's on your mind? Yeah, hello. Hey, I like told you guys that made the call. I just uh, riding through here and I heard you guys talking about the death penalty. But yeah. I just would like to say that I am a definite proponent of the death penalty. You, you proponent know, we don't get... or opponent? I didn't hear. I, I am for the death penalty, okay. 100% for the death penalty. Yeah, and I have... Go right ahead. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll be very honest with you. I believe it's because God said so in his word. If a man shed a man's blood by his blood, by it, by a man, his blood should be shed. Yeah, that's that's, that's in the Old I Testament. That, but, I know that's Old Testament. I right, and, and I mean, okay. the, the Old Testament is completed by Christ, I mean, is the idea there. And, right, I mean, I so that. I think but the biblical did. argument is kind of weak here, and I did make it with Vicky. No, I don't know no, if you no, heard no, it. No. Let me, well, let me, let me make it again, if I could, please, Cliff. Um, and the okay. argument that I would make is, is that if a guy in death row, and, you know, the least amount of time they spend there is five years, maybe six, seven, eight years, um, you know, ask Jesus for forgiveness, then you're only sending him to heaven more quickly. So if you really want to punish this guy, wouldn't, um, you know, wouldn't be keeping him on uh, death row be the, the proper punishment? No, sir. It wouldn't be the right punishment either. Okay. If you go back to the New Testament, if you want to go biblical, and I was, I'm just throwing that in there because I'm not trying to do this all biblical. Okay. Okay. I, I don't want to go biblical. <laughs> I want hold to talk on, about the real world. Let's go to the New Testament. I'll go to the New Testament since you said the New Testament. When Jesus came, he said, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Right. So the law is fulfilled. What else do I need to worry okay. about? All right. Now, back to why I really believe that it'll work, because it works in the Old Testament, and I believe it'll work. Well, it doesn't work now. Let's I mean, take, the statistics take, stand well, against take, it. Yeah, you know what else worked well, in the Old Testament? Slavery, rape, fathers owning daughters, multiple wives. Yeah. No, should we have those things because they were in the Bible? No, no rape, rape did not work. 
and that should have been dealt with as well. Well, no, actually, fine, you could forcibly in let's the Bible, back. you could forcibly hold take on. your wife if that's what you wish to do. Yeah. Cliff, we're going to hold on many to you. times. Um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of uh, uh, this one warrior guy says that he's going to if God gives him the battle, he's going to uh, um, he's going to sacrifice the first thing that comes through his door, and it's his virgin daughter, and he uh, kills her for God, um, as I recall. So, I mean, you know, there's some pretty brutal stuff in that Old Testament. Cliff, please hold the line, 855-450-3733. We'll get back to you. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. It seems like uh, the hot topic right now is uh, the death penalty, but, you know, we've been all across the board here on Free Talk Live, and you can call in and talk about whatever you want, 855-450-3733. The Free State Project's Liberty Forum is uh, February the 23rd through the 26th. It's one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and you can be part of it. It'll be held at the elegant Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. And uh, so far, they've got all kinds of different speakers on there. Uh, Angela Dills from um, – they've got Michael Cloud, Jack Spierko, Michael Bolton from the Tenth Amendment Center, Clark Neely. As a matter of fact, Peter Schiff, the man who predicted – at least gets the credit for predicting the uh, the economic downturn that we have. Um, it'll be a great lineup. And you can get uh, 10% off with coupon code FTL2012 at Free State Project dot org slash liberty forum it's freestateproject.org slash liberty forum coupon code ftl 2012 uh let's go back to cliff in indiana and um we were talking about the death penalty and and cliff is a proponent of it and um go on cliff uh, you were saying that uh, it's uh, basically biblical reasons that you support the death penalty is that right that that would yes that would be the first reason but let's let's go to your reason for not wanting it let's go to the numbers okay, okay. You like to quote your numbers. Let's go. Since 1977, you say? I think it's 73 or 72, but go right ahead. Okay. Well, geez, let's add some more years there. Okay, so there's been 200 that have been released wrongly. That's not exactly right. Okay, I can't. Really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, Cliff. Okay. I, I just don't want anybody to get the wrong information here, and I'm not trying to butt in and, and mess up no, with no, what I, you're saying. You're I right, you're just right, want to be 100% right. they clear. I'm sorry. They've, They've been, been released, clear. right. Okay. I don't. There's no numbers okay. on who's been executed wrongly because the government's okay. never going to tell you that. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. What I was going to say was let's, let's, let's find out how many have been actually convicted. That's 19th century saying. Oh, I'm sure that it's been thousands. I'm sure it's been a couple of thousands. Didn't Rick Perry execute 300 or something? It's a large number. You know, that's what I'm saying. Use that number. Now, let me go back to this. 
Well, I, I, so uh, but before you go on, Cliff, that's an important point you've made. Is um, you know, so maybe maybe one out of ten, maybe one out of five people who have been uh, put on death row have been released and are innocent. Now that doesn't speak to how many are innocent on death row now. We don't know. Um, it's just difficult. You know, it's impossible to say. But my question was, and I'd like you to answer it, is how many innocent yeah. people are you willing to execute to keep the death penalty? How many am I willing to execute? Yeah. If if one out of every five right, will, people okay, that you I execute... Will, all right. Is, I tell you what, I will answer the question if you'll answer mine after Sure, this. I'd love to. Okay. I'm willing to allow as many as you have to. Oh my God! You're willing. Are you Are you serious? I mean, do you understand what yes. you're innocent saying people? with that? You are willing to kill now, as many now, innocent people as it takes now, to keep the death now, penalty. Now, now wait a minute. You said you'd answer my question. I'm here. Now, how many are you willing to let go so they can kill somebody else again before you say, "Wait a minute, we need to do something about it"? Okay. Now, um, now, now I, I want to say. Now sure. I'll say John Malvo. Does that name ring a bell? Malvo, hold on. Um, John Malvo. Yeah, the name's the name's reminding me. Tell me, give me a real quick reminder, please, if you would, Cliff. Two seventy around Washington D.C. Oh, the, yeah, the guy that was. That's right, the guy that was shooting uh, the, the 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 sniper. Now they don't tell you much about it, but before that, when he was in the military, he killed ten other people. Okay. And they let him out of the military, and they didn't execute him. Mm-hmm. There's eleven people there, just with that one man. Okay, so I'm, I'm saying you go to your multi-murderers. Yeah, now, the, they, this, they ab- this absolutely is not, this exist. Is not the same. Well, now, the, this is not the same, but let me ask you this. Well, let me answer the question you first, guys, Cliff. Yeah. You, you, okay, asked, you asked a question, and I want to answer it. There's a, there's a standard in jurisprudence, and that is you would rather let 10 guilty men go than one man go free. Uh, excuse me, mm. uh, than an innocent man be incarcerated. And, you know, I, I'm disturbed by that. But, you know, just imagine for a second, it's you. I mean, do we want a system that this is that inefficient i'm going to go out on a limb and say that the caller is a white man and uh well, i don't know why that matters well because it would be unlikely to ever be him because oh, well, the true. racial biases of the justice system make it such that it's heavily weighted in favor of black men who get wrongly accused i doubt that that's the reason cliff's making his decision though i mean it, it, i'll grant you that it doesn't affect him but it also tends to be young men and cliff's probably over the age of 30 um so i mean there's a lot of uh you know usually it's young people and it's minorities that get it and that kind of thing but i you know to me that's not what's motivating i don't like i said i don't lose sleep about uh you know guilty people being executed but i know that innocent people have and i don't think it's acceptable that one innocent person is executed in order that um cliff is gone i guess we've talked over him too much (laughs) um that uh one innocent he did a share of talking over us too but you know I, I was floored by saying that he's willing to break a few as eggs to make takes. an omelet as Gosh, many as it takes. I'm really That's stunned by that. That's a pretty extreme statement. And, you know, there are plenty of people who are would claim to be Christians that would say that the death penalty is not an acceptable thing. They would say that— I wonder what Cliff thinks about abortion. I, You know, I, I hear the— I hear people make these um, comparisons, and I to me to me because yeah, there are a lot of people who are religious conservatives who who um, oppose abortion and are and say that they are pro life, but uh, are in favor of the death penalty. Now I'm against the death penalty, and I'm against abortion, and um, I would, but so I mean I tend to, I I tend to fall consistent on this particular issue, but 
the uh, you know I I see what they're saying is that this is an innocent life versus a life of a person that's guilty. I get where they're coming from. If I thought that the death penalty was a viable punishment and could be meted out in a one hundred percent effective manner with no innocent people, then you know I mean then you could legitimately support the uh, you know that against abortion. I don't support it because I know that there's no such thing as a hundred percent effective when it's dealing with humans. Sure. It's not acceptable to me to execute one innocent person in order to execute ninety nine guilty ones. It's not acceptable. Right. If, especially if the guilty ones can be incarcerated in prison for life. That's what, you know, I mean, OK, so if they get out at 65 or something like that and then go into a state run nursing home, I don't think that's much different. I, you know, generally 65 year olds don't don't kill people. Usually it's young men, young men that tend to kill people. So, you know, I mean, it's it's not an easy issue, but I'm not proposing letting people go free. That's not my proposal. My proposal is a death penalty or excuse me. Yeah. The death row like incarceration that can be undone when you find out that the person is innocent. Because now, Mark, what about um, I realize this Cliff is back. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Let's get him. Let's get him back on. He said it was an accidental disconnect. And I uh, Cliff, go no, right. We ahead. do allow people to call back. If, if you heard anything, we accidental said, go right disconnect. Ahead. Yeah, I, I heard a little bit. I just didn't want you guys to think I got mad and hung up on you. Well, I did. I, I <laughs> appreciate did think that. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I understand. Okay, Talk radio. It's happened to us before. Well, I, heard you guys, I heard you guys flip, 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 and I was like, man, I don't think I hung up on. Them. Yep. So um, but anyway, your your, your thoughts on um, the fact that it doesn't seem to be effective as far as from state to state. Um, you know that. You know, a state with uh, the death penalty versus a state that doesn't, the, the murder rates tend to be similar. So it's not particularly effective in that realm. Your thoughts on well, that? I, this is, a, and this is my reason as to why I believe it is because we do not execute them speedily. We do not just go right ahead and do it. It's, I mean, serious. Okay. Let's, let's do it this way. If you, if the radio announcer, if you knew radio announcers, and I'm not saying you would, you do, but if a radio announcer were to cuss on, cuss on the air? I'm sorry, you broke up. Shoot, Cliff. Cliff, uh, I think your phone signal is breaking up. Cliff, you can if you can give us a call back, we'll uh, we'll bring you back on. Um, I mean, it's it's sad to say that it's just a bad connection. Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go real quick to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, uh, just real quick on the death penalty thing. Yes. Um, I am completely against the death penalty. And I'm completely against it because the state is carrying it out. Now, I think that people that are for it, if they are the people that are harmed or that were harmed or they can claim harm by the uh, murder that was done, because murder is the only um, uh, crime that I think would be, should be eligible for a death penalty, uh, they should be allowed to carry out an execution if they want. And that can be sanctioned. Uh, sanctioned by the state if needs be now that's but done in countries like there. Iran and that sort of thing and I um you know there's uh, there was a, a very famous case recently where a woman had uh, acid thrown in her face by a would-be suitor uh, who was uh, whom she spurned and he, so he threw acid in her face so nobody else wow. would want her and she was allowed to uh, I, I guess uh, put uh, 
uh, acid in his eyes to blind him. And, um, you know, it just sounds it is the eye for an eye thing. I mean, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Matt, I know you've got more here. I'm going to if you would hold the line. Eight, five, five, four, five, zero, three, seven, three, three. Free talk live. I mean, I can't support it. I know, you know, if revenge, if you want to have it is yours to have. But I'm not going to sanction it that, you know, that's not what the justice system's for. Eight, five, five, four, five, zero, three, seven, three, three. Free talk live. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Going on into the uh, third hour, it's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. If you want to talk about anything we've been talking about tonight. uh, The show has flown by today. (laughs) It has gone quickly. I didn't expect it to be the third hour already. Right. It's, uh, you know, we've talked about the death penalty. We've talked about the TSA. We've talked about uh, family law issues and, uh, you know, that or anything else. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. Let's go back to Matt in Illinois. Matt, I know you had uh, something else you wanted to talk about, and I want to make sure you get a chance to address it. Yeah, well... Before uh, before I do that, I just want, I wanted to say that no matter what um, uh, kind of uh, uh, system that we we brought forward for dealing with with criminals and, and criminality and how to punish them, there, there's going to be imperfections. We're oh, yeah. an imperfect being, and there's there's going to be injustice one way or another. So. It's hard I just, to come up with that's why I think the death penalty, you know, and I understand that. I'm aware of that. Incarcerating somebody who's innocent and, you know, you can look at the statistics and it's somewhere between two and three percent of uh, prisoners are projected to be innocent. And these yeah. are innocent innocents, not, you know, peripherally innocent, innocent right. uh, prisoners, two and three percent. That's uh, it's unjust to incarcerate somebody like that. Yeah. But at least right. you can let them go afterwards. If you kill them, you can't release them because I know what it's like on that last day in, um, you know, that first day out of prison. I've experienced it. And it's a good day. It makes up, for, you know, for an innocent person, it can make up for these, uh, you know, some things that have some wrongs that have been done. And at the very sure. least, um, you know, the state can give some money. Some states have, uh, you know, ways of recompensing people and, you know, others, you have to sue them, which is uh, very, very difficult. But oh. at least you can undo an injustice that has been done if the person is still alive. You can't undo it if they aren't. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. But what, what I was trying to say, and I, I don't know that I said it very well, but what I was trying, the point I was trying to make is that um, I, I feel that it would be important to give a person that feels that he's been harmed the opportunity to forgive yes. the person that has harmed him or and, that he feels has harmed him. And the perpetrator and, the opportunity to express remorse. I mean, that can be the most. Say, I'm sorry. I don't right. trust perpetrators and their remorse. I mean, that's that's how I feel. Well, about it ha- I'm not saying it has that this, happened. It doesn't. Oh, I'm happen. not saying it hasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's a heck of a lot easier to say, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry that I got caught." You know, I just, I, you know, that that uh, remorse. When when you want remorse from somebody, it, it, it's very difficult to know whether or not you've got it, and that's uh, so that disturbs me. Matt, anything well, else? Real, real quick, what I wanted to say about the family laws. I, I my heart went out to this gentleman who was talking about his sure. His, oh, that uh, was child, awful. Tragedy. The, the child, the children that he wanted um, custody or visitation rights to, 
And I, I just have a little piece of advice to him, and you take it with a grain of salt as you want. And that's just to show these children as, as much as you can, as much as you are allowed to, show them that you actually sincerely love them. And um, there will come a time when they uh, are old enough and they will they will recognize a, a sincere love and a sincere desire to know them and to and to help them and to, to be with them and to... Uh, and and they'll they'll appreciate that. That's so, the best you can do, I would think, in that circumstance. That's yeah. correct. That's what yeah. I think. It's the best you can do. Thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Cliff is back. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cliff Part Three. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. He, he's back, Part Three. Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll just say this. I know I started off with John Malvo and that. The thing is, you you you're letting these guys to me. You're letting them get away with with more. Okay, so that happens quite a bit. Well, I don't know that how many murderers get out and then go out and murder again. I think that, as a matter of fact, when you look at recidivism rates, Cliff, that murderers are the least likely to re-offend. I happen to know this, Cliff, because I spent nine years in prison for murder. I was never on death row, but I've looked at these statistics. And the most likely to re-offend, you know, by the broad definition, I've never been able to find sort of the the sexual predator numbers. Um, You know, you can find somebody who's convicted of sex crime. Which oh, you, yeah. But um, thieves actually are the most likely to reoffend. Thieves yeah. are. Right. I, I'm with you, but I guess where I'm at when I when I say this death penalty thing, and I'm definitely I'm definitely for the death penalty. Yep. Is that we're we're caring too much, as far as I'm concerned, about the criminals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can say, and I understand you did nine. How would you say nine years? Whatever you did. Yep. It was wrong. You were unjustly. Accused. I'm. I'm sorry for that. Oh, I'm not going to claim to be entirely. Um, I'm not going to claim to be entirely innocent in that circumstance. I didn't kill anybody, but um, you know, I was. I was around, and if I would have taken a different tact when uh, speaking with the police, maybe I would have never done any time. Um, you know, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say I was unjustly incarcerated. I mean, other people have said that regarding me. I'm not willing to say that right. myself. Okay, well, I'll buy that. But I guess. You know, just just where I am at with that is, uh, you know, I believe you speedily do it, you take care of it, and if we would do it, if you think about it, how many people are on death row, I'll try and make this quick. If you killed everybody that was on death row tonight or this week and you made it known that that was going to happen, if you ended up on death row and you carried that out for the next year or two, I mean, honestly did that, and everybody knew if you ended up on death row, you ain't making it out of there alive. Okay. Isn't that the whole definition of death? I understand you're going to get some innocent people. Okay. I understand it. And I also understand that there's still going to be people that aren't going to, you know, say, they're going to say, well, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. Yep. Let's be honest. How many is there that are really going to say, you know what? They're serious about putting us to death. We end up on death row. I think that's an interesting. Nobody thinks about that. Most of these crimes, they they don't think at all. Having spent time with these guys, I really don't think they spend uh, the time thinking about it. But think about this for a second, Cliff. If you were to ask people, just go around and ask people what the worst kind of death is that they can imagine for themselves, likely they would say something like, you know, dying of cancer over a long period of time and blah, 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 blah. Most of them say, I want to go quick in my sleep, and that's what they're looking for. In fact, the death penalty is 
a um, it's a, a mirror. It's a, a reconstruction of the worst kind of death that you can experience. You're unable to see your loved ones. You're uh, you know stuck in a uh, a little box uh, for ten years. You languish, and ten ten is can, can be short for some of them. Sometimes it's twenty. You can languish in a box for twenty years, and then finally, and and by the way, there's a bunch of close calls where you go and and you come back. In fact, the system we have now is more inhumane than a quick execution for a guilty man. Now, as far as I'm concerned, for an innocent person, um, you know, executing an innocent person, it's less humane. But for an, a guilty person, it's actually more inhumane. If you want to punish somebody who's, um, you know, murders people, I think that the system that we have today is probably the worst kind of punishment they could receive under sort of a legal system. I mean, you, you could shove bamboo shoots underneath their uh, fingernails and make them chew tinfoil, and that would make a little bit worse. But... You know, I mean, shy of torture, there's, uh, you know, I mean, basically you have torture, but shy of sort of physical torture, there's not much else you could do to them. Right. And I, and I understand, I guess, what you're saying in a psychological, in a psychological point, I guess, to some, some degree. But I, I still, I still believe that if it was, if it was a known fact that you knew for sure that you ended up on death row and you weren't getting off there without dying. I mean, the studies, the the psychological studies show that most of these crimes are committed in the heat of the moment and they don't think about it. And it's not they don't even know what the laws are in the state. You know, the crime rate should be lower in Oklahoma or um, Texas, where it is more likely that if you go to death row, you will be executed and more quickly. Um, And that's there should be some statistical difference. And I don't think you're seeing that, Cliff. I mean, and also possible that it doesn't it isn't effective. Is it a possible it's not an effective deterrent? I mean, it's fine if you say that God wants you to do it, but, you know, maybe it's not an effective deterrent. Well, I, I would have to say if God says that's the way to do it, I would have to say that's an effective, I would say it was an effective deterrent. That's, that's why I, you know, that's why There I, you go. If God says it, it must be true. <laughs> well, it's not, not if, if God says it. If it's written down in a 2,000 year old book, it, it must be it, true. There you go. That, that's 100% right. If God said it, it's true. Are you, are you serious? That's what he means. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, you think that God wrote the Bible? Well, absolutely. What about the 66, uh, what about the 66 authors and even more important, the Council of Nicaea where they uh, kind of edit the book and decide which books are going to make it in and which ones not make it in? Do you think God was sitting around there, um, you know, deciding in a Democratic fashion who's gonna which ones are getting in which ones are getting out holy men of old thanks for the call I can truthfully say that verbalsurgery.com best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now feeling good feeling better about myself right now verbalsurgery.com gets inside of my brain massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head feeling better right now even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbalsurgery.com right now go do it baby feeling good Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live's Live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear... 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. It's hunting season. You need a lot of this stuff. Uh, ManVentureOutpost has it for you, and they have it at the some of the best prices you're going to find. I would, went over there, and I was stunned by how low their prices are. Some of them are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air as per the manufacturer. They're members in good standing the Better Business Bureau, the family-owned and operated. It's ManVentureOutpost.com. Use coupon code FTL. Get an additional 5% off of their already low prices. ManVentureOutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go to Zach in Kentucky listening on XM. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey guys, how you doing? All's well. Um, good, good, good. Um, well, I, I just um, I was I was listening to the last caller, and I was wondering why it seems to bother you guys so much when someone is a Christian and believes that God inspired the Bible and wrote, you know, uh, through man wrote the Bible. And this is coming from someone who is not a strong Christian, but was raised in a in a strong Christian home. Me too. And, um, yeah, and so when I was talking to my sister, because I used to have this kind of elitist attitude about I'm smarter than you because you know I you know I figured out that that's all not true you know kind of thing, and I, I realized in doing that 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 these people that are strong Christians have a faith that a lot of us just don't understand. Mm. It, it's it's so strong. We don't under- I've, understand I've, it because I've had it's it not too. true. I've had it too. Well, Stephanie, um, you know, is, is <laughs> takes even a stronger stand than I do. But I've had I, this. You know, this I can faith very before. easily answer this question of why that this is a problem. Because I mean, this gentleman that called in, you know, he he seemed nice enough, but really, what he was saying was that he his mind was not open to considering other arguments because it said so in the Bible. And so he was not open to hearing anything else. And furthermore, he was using what was written in the Bible as a justification for killing people and they use the same justification. who are innocent. They use this justification for slavery. They use this justification yeah. for uh, Anything. ownership of women, essentially. Yeah. And so, I mean, this well, is an... Imp- I mean, those are pretty serious problems. Go, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I mean, they is, is the strong way to put it, because I think that, you know, that's a small minority of Christians. Well, the but I, and I'm only talking to the ones that believe that the Bible is the unerring word of God. If you want to call the Bible a religious text, I'm fine with that. I mean, I understand. I've got it. I've read the thing uh, three times all the way through the New Testament, at least seven times. I mean, I understand this document reasonably well for a layperson. And uh-huh. that's what what bothers me so much is that people will abdicate reason in order to. Uh, you have to abdicate reason because it, if you have any reasoning, you realize that it's insane. It's it, not true. And you know, it, I think. Why when, does that affect you? Well, well it, it affects me because I was raised this way, Zach. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I was told this right. nonsense from the very beginning, and it it warped me. I mean, I still, in the shower sometimes, I'll be talking to God, trying to explain to him why it is the action that I am taking is a just one, or as if I'm going to be at the end of time explaining to this uh, guy with a beard sitting on a a bench, you know, judging everybody. I don't believe that for a second, because I don't believe that a just God would send his children to die. In- I, I, you know what? I totally agree with you. That's a, that's my my I know. point. I, I know you do. I I, I I I totally agree with you. And I just, but I just, I, I t- in my in my experience, and I'm um may have been around long 
I don't know. But I can't you know, really hear you. I'm sorry. I, you broke up. Zach, you cut out. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just saying, in my 30 years, well, in the last at least 10, I've just figured out that um, that um, I'm almost envious of the, these people, and especially some family members of mine, that are so convicted and they have such this faith that uh, that I'll never understand. Um, I, I've got that, and you know there can be a beauty. There can be a beauty to um, a to doctor, faith. Uh, yeah, one, yeah, well, you know, my sister's a doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother-in-law's a, a, an orthopedic surgeon. I mean, these are really intelligent people, you know. But it's this faith that they don't want to question. They don't want to question it. Yeah, because sure. Guess what, Zach? Just because what? it makes someone happy doesn't mean it's true. So here's the problem. Here's Zach. I, 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 look, I it's not their it's not their faith that gives me the problem here, Zach. For me, the problem yeah. is their actions and their avocations. If, for instance, yeah. somebody believed in bail and thought that it was okay to sacrifice children to bail because that's what Bail's book said to do, or Bilal, or whatever you want to call this uh, God from the Bible, would you say that's okay? Because that's what the gentleman was essentially saying, look, my religious text says that it's okay to execute people. Yeah, I don't believe in multiple marriages because the government says that's not okay. Yeah, I don't believe in slavery because that's been t- we've been told that's not okay. I mean, these are the last people to abdicate a position. They truly will hold on to anything because they, they abdicate, they refuse reason. And right. it is the responsibility of people like you and me, Zach, to say, hey, look, it's not OK to kill innocent people. And I don't care what your silly book says. I mean, and I don't know how you get it across to somebody like that. Well, my argument's always been, uh, you know, I've always wondered why the right is associated with Christianity so much when the Bible, um, you know, thou shalt not kill to me. Say you know there are ten commandments, which you know almost in in a lot of cases overpower a lot of other things in the Bible. Which is you know there's those hypocrisies that you know that kind of comes into play there, with which works with our arguments. But um, but you know thou shalt not shalt not kill to me says how in the world can we justify war? How can we how can you justify you know funding for war? On the yeah, that's a great question. Right. That's the how, problem how with this silly book is. Penalty, you know, the right is the death penalty side, and well, I, I mm-hmm. feel like the left should be the Christian. Uh, if there, there should be a Christian left, and maybe That's- there is. I- there is, there is that the Catholics are tend to be strong in that area. There's certainly the Quakers, and there's there's several others that are on the Christian left. You use. But um, let me let me make a point here is that, you know, this is the problem with that silly book is you can find a quote that backs up whatever it is you want to do basically from that book. And so if you're against killing, there's that. If you're for killing, there's that. And I mean, it just it goes on down the line. And to live your life by pick out a verse and decide that that's the one that you're going to live by. There's an opposite one on the other side that says something completely different. I totally agree with you, man. I just I think that I found in my battles in this uh, when it comes to this um, that the, at least the, the people in my life mm-hmm. that are strong Christians um, that it's it, it's uh, it's that faith that I'll never understand. They don't want to question it. They don't question it, and they're not going to no matter what I do. Yeah. You know, no matter what I tell them, no matter what you tell them, and, and you guys, uh, you know. I have much more, um, are, are much more real, uh, well-read than me from what I understand from just listening to your show. You know, you seem extremely intelligent and persuasive, but it just, it's like, 
there oh. is no need for it. And it's I, a it's tough nut to crack. If people are going to throw aside their religion, they're usually going to do it before their 20s. Um, and, yeah. and, and you know, that's that's when it's going to be done. And, you know, that's that's that. What are you going to do about it? Zach, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's been all over the board this evening. Um, it's Mark with you. <laughs> and Stephanie. If you're like me and you don't have enough time to get reading in, maybe you need to maybe you need to go through some books on uh, sort of apology for why the Bible's right or explanations for why the Bible's wrong. I don't know, but um, AudiblePodcast.com, you can get a free download of one of their books, and they've got tens of thousands, if not more than 100,000 uh, books over there in all different categories, history, uh, fiction, science fiction, erotica, biographies, uh, science, uh, did I say science fiction, business, classics. It's fast, it's easy, it's affordable to use, and you can get the first one for free. It's a Christmas gift from Audible to you. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get your free download. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's go, Stephanie. Uh, let's go to St- Stephan here in in Illinois. Stephan, this could get confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted. I was just listening to the conversation, and uh, I've been. I've lived in Illinois all my life, and one of our one of our recently incarcerated governors before he left office. Just one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been several. Just one of them. We have a couple in prison, but but. Uh, we had in Illinois our entire death row population was found to be innocent. Well, they were they were pardoned and released, right, or something like that. Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're. Uh, I don't know if there's. I don't know if they were if they released all of them yet. Okay. Uh, but I do know that they. I think it was through the Innocence Project. Okay. Uh, that they had funded some DNA testing. Oh, and they did this is something different. Reason. I'm sorry. I, I, I was jumping to the conclusion this was the, all, the governor. These that people were all uh, put on, all these people that were on death row in Illinois were found to be completely innocent. And I find some of the, uh, some of the uh, points that were brought up in the, the news article that I was listening to was the prosecutors knew they had evidence proving they were innocent innocent and they withheld it yeah the prosecution will do this in some circumstances and one has to wow. really ask what are they doing to the prosecution i mean if in a they case get promoted right probably. <laughs> some, they, they, they just get it they you know nothing happens is the answer is because yeah. the bureaucrats that work for us are rarely held accountable illinois is unusual for incarcerating its governors but uh you know i mean usually when somebody does something wrong while they're working for the government nothing happens to them no. Well, look at Mike. Look at Mike Nifong with the Duke Lacrosse players. He knew they were innocent, and he was held up. It, well, it was a it was a national um, story, and you know I think that guy could have gotten just as much press by saying, "Well, it looks like these boys are innocent. We found this information out, and we're going to let them go." I mean, you'd think a prosecutor like that would get huge press, and people people respect an honest man. I don't understand why prosecutors. Yeah. 
do this that they go after the the, the press they, they the have headlines. such messed up incentives to appear tough on crime quote unquote and to right. uh get a certain to like meet these numbers of convictions so they can say look i locked up all these dangerous people when in reality yeah. it's not that simple because some of them might be innocent but you know i i just finished andrew napolitano's latest book and and he brings up a uh a supreme court case in which a fellow on death row uh, his lawyer brought, tried to get he, the fellow on death row's lawyer found new evidence that proved that his client was completely innocent. Yep. He submitted all the evidence to the Supreme Court, asking them to hear this because the man was totally innocent. Right. The Supreme Court read the evidence, admitted that the man was innocent, mm-hmm. and refused to hear the case. Was this a state Supreme Court or the federal Supreme Court? federal supreme court and you know what the supreme court and other appeals courts are looking for is evidence that the court case was somehow handled unjustly not that the person is innocent frankly appeals courts don't care about innocence and they'll tell you that it's not about innocence um you know the judicial system is set up not for justice but you know this these appeals courts are set up to sort of police courts and that's the the essence of the whole just doing my job mentality it really is it's It's so sad i don't care that this person's sitting on death row that they're innocent um you know i mean what 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 are we going to do about that uh i mean it's really it's just it's it's disgusting and americans don't even know that this is going on but you know one thing i'd like to point out to to all the listeners that are for the death penalty name try sit back and think Name every federal agency, and then think if they're su- if they're successful at what their mission is. Right, right. <laughs> the suggestion that the government is somehow going to be more efficient in the area of justice when they can't keep drugs out of their own prisons or illegal a- twenty million illegal aliens crossing their border or anything else. I mean, it's just it's ludicrous. It, it's um, you know, it, and and at least was it Cliff, the gentleman who called in the yes. three times? Mm-hmm. At least he had the guts. He had the intestinal fortitude to say. Yeah, I understand some innocent people are going to be executed, but to me, it's worth it. Because the average person out there is all concerned about the death penalty because they feel that innocent people have been killed. Well, you know, that's what we're talking about doing with the death penalty. The death penalty kills innocent people because some people have killed innocent people. I mean, it's it's a crazy, mixed up, nutty thing. And I guess you have to have an unwavering belief in a 2000 year old Bronze Age book in order to believe that. I don't know. I mean, to me, I think the Bible has some interest, you know, has some really great moral uh, stuff in it. At the same time, I think it's got a bunch of really disturbing things in it at the same time i just use the 10 commandments part the rest of it i think sort of fluff well you know there's six of the commandments i kind of get um the other four where god's like you know he's busy telling you what days of the week you can work and stuff like that I, you know it doesn't do much for me i guess we're sure. technically breaking that huh mark yeah we're right? here we here we are i guess we call this work <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a jew you can't even uh i'm not a jew well you're, i don't uh, consider myself i one. understand you were, um, maybe some people would ethnically but. can i call you ethnically a jew no i don't think what does that even mean? I mean, what's the definition? Okay. Um, my, my mother was Jewish, but I don't consider myself a Jew. It's a silly religious rule, and, and I don't recognize For it. you, it's a different day, though. I mean, so you, it would be Saturday. It would be Saturday, yeah. right, from the sundown to yeah. the sundown. Silly, silly, silly rules. Yeah. I'd at least like to leave you with this, that uh, the government, it terrifies me 
that the government has a monopoly on violence. Yes. The fact, the fact that they can make the determination whether I live or die, and now they've given it to Obama, they've given him the power to execute American citizens. And he has. I mean, yeah. in foreign countries. Oh, wow. That yes. uh, the son of Anwar al-Wiki, who happened to be visiting his father. Um, you know, this is an American, too. Actually, Anwar al-Wiki, or whatever his name is, is uh, he, he was an American citizen, too. And they killed, what, nine people out there in Yemen at a, at a cafe somewhere out in, in rural Yemen with a predator drone. Right. And there, but I mean, it is just, that, when, I first heard, when I first heard that they'd killed Osama bin Laden, and uh, I, I don't, I don't like Osama. I read the, I worked for the government for 31 years, and I recently retired. I was a mid-level bureaucrat working for the Department of Defense. Osama oh. bin Laden always denied any involvement with 9/11. Mm-hmm. He said, "I didn't do it, but I'm glad somebody did." The CIA's, the unclassified CIA reports that you can, that any. Anybody can go read now. The CIA's professional Middle East analysts say the only reason we're, that those people are fighting us is because we're over there. We've in, we invaded oh, yeah. them years ago. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's funny. If you bring this out in talk radio, Sean Hannity will say you hate America. I mean, the the State Department admits it. The CIA admits it. The government knows that the reason that the, you know, these folks want to attack us is because of the foreign policy that the United States has had for the last at least four or five decades. And the bloodthirst when Osama bin Laden was killed was like so disturbing when people were just drinking and dancing in the streets. Any excuse for a party, I suppose. Wow, that was really scary. Yeah, I I was disgusted by what I saw, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it's hard to feel bad for the guy if if he did stuff like that. I don't know. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. If you're doing your Christmas shopping this year and uh, you want to avoid some of the hassles of doing the shopping, you can do it at uh, Amazon. If you go through shop.freetalklive.com, a percentage of the sale goes to Free Talk Live. And your prices are the same. The service is the same. Amazon's the same. Everything's the same. We just get a little cut at shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Cecil in North Carolina. Cecil, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello. Hi, you're on Free Talk Live with Stephanie and Mark. Yes, uh, Mark. Yes. Uh, Just a quick question. Uh, I notice everything that you're saying tonight, you're going, regardless of what the subject is, you're going back to this silly book. Everything is going back to this silly book. 
which you're talking about the Bible. Well, if the book not is everything. so silly, yeah. If the if the book is so silly, mm-hmm. why have you read it through so many times? I believed it. If I thought if I thought a book was silly, uh, I wouldn't read it but one time. I've I've read it several times because I believed it. I was indoctrinated in that. Um, you know, I grew up that way. I mean, there was and a period of time tremendous social pressure to believe. There the was a period of time that I believed in the kid. Easter Bunny and Santa Claus too, Cecil. I mean, because I was told that. Uh, huh? There's sure. A, sure. But so so you've read it through uh, several times. Three times, yeah, three times all the way through. Is I'm, I'm reasonably certain. Uh huh. And. Uh, and do you think it's a silly book because why? Why do you think it's a silly book? Well, because I think that it's, um, you know, the the way, at least the way it's interpreted. Um, I understand that religion has been used throughout human history by those in power to control people. And I suspect the Bible has been altered many times throughout the history of the, the Jews um, in order to control people. I know that there's evidence that the King James Version was altered from the original text. And you can see it in the New International Version where they take out pieces where they talk about the trinity and things like that i mean they just monks in the middle ages decided to pop some stuff in to make it easier for people to understand the trinity and it was you know i mean they're just changing the religious texts and i think yeah, it's it's fine that people yeah, re- religion, have, in, yeah i agree that religion is changing mm-hmm. but christianity doesn't change i mean you can it do doesn't... anything in, reli- in the name of religion uh even you can even kill people in the name of religion uh but there's a there's a vast difference in religion and Christianity, and there's a vast uh, difference in believing what the Bible says and what man says. And you said that there was uh, you could take one verse here and prove anything in the Bible. You could do that with any book if you take one paragraph yeah. out of context, and you could you could do that with any piece of literature, any book. If you take one paragraph and take it out of context, you could prove anything. And it's the same way with the Bible. But you can't take it out of context. You've got to take it within the context that it was written. And that's a big requirement that God has for me, right? Like God says that I've got to read this book and understand it in its sort of context. And when the version that was handed to me, I speak English. I don't speak uh, Aramaic or Hebrew. And I'm so I'm handed a book where, in fact, the the savior, the protagonist of the book, his name is misspelled. His name isn't Jesus. It's Yeheshua. And I've got to believe a book where they can't even get the, the main character's name right. And if I don't believe it, I go to burn in hell for all of eternity. And that's why I call this book silly. I believe God would never send his children to burn in hell for all of eternity. I agree with you 100%. I believe I that if, if there is a I religion, it, Cecil, if there's a religion, it's written on your heart. It's not written I, I in a book. With you that, I agree with you that God does not send anyone to hell, That, but he, he sent Jesus Christ to die for your sins so you wouldn't have to go to hell. Well, if, if so, then see, he's going to have to let me know when Cecil, he gets there. Cecil, that's what you say, but, I mean, there so, are a lot of people out there who do claim oh, that there is oh, a oh, hell. Oh, I know. Hey, I understand what a lot of people say. I know what a lot of people say, but that doesn't make it right or wrong. Uh, people's opinion and your opinion doesn't make something right. Uh, I, Cecil, are you feeling upset because you know somebody I'm said sorry. something? But are you feeling upset because somebody said something about the Bible that you disagreed with on the show? Oh yes, I do. I, I disagree with everything you said about the show. The show. 
Okay, that seems to be what what's really going on here. And what else can we uh, say? I mean, what, I'm sorry that upset you, but I I can't when, when alter what I'm about, going to say on the show because uh, well, it might upset somebody. I, well, I understand that, but uh, but your your words and your what you're saying is what upsets me is that regardless of what subject you're talking about, it always goes back. To your disbelief in the silly book. We were talking about the death penalty, and the the silly book didn't come up until, I believe it was Cliff mentioned that he was a Christian, and that that was the reason that he supported the death penalty. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, so, I mean, yes, this evening, that has been said a lot, the silly book, and I mean, that's how I feel. Let me tell you a story real quick about my life, um, Cecil, and how this has affected me. When I grew up, I went to a Christian school. I went uh, I was a Sunday school teacher and I you know you know I did all the stuff inside the church and that kind of thing. At one point at about 16 or 17 I decided that this wasn't true. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And because the Bible had been handed to me as a moral compass, and then I decided that the Bible wasn't true, I had no moral compass. And I ended up doing all kinds of terrible things that resulted in me being in, um, it, it ultimately incarcerated for uh, more than eight years. And to me, it's because we in this country, or at least my family, decided to teach me that the Bible was what is moral rather than morality is what works in this world. That if you operate in a moral way, you will get what you want um, it, it, you know, in your life. You will be fulfilled and things will work best for you. I wasn't taught that. And I think that a lot of people, I'm certain a lot of people aren't taught that. They're taught that we can't have atheists because where will our moral compass be? And I'm not an atheist. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm just saying, I'm just, Stephanie certainly is, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying that this is the problem. This is one of the problems with the book. It allows people to abdicate reason and morality in favor of a religion. Well, my problem is that with, with, with people that say, I decided, I decided this and I decided that, like at 16 years old, you decided you didn't want to have, now does that make it right? Because you decided within yourself. It was right for me that I decided that, yeah, um, well. Atheism no, was the way I'm to go. Saying, but 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 now you're saying you're you're saying this in general to everybody that the Bible is a silly book. Uh, it may be for you, and because you decided that. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's full of contradictions. Decide. It condones things can, that are clear decide, wrongs. You can decide anything that you want within yourself. But that doesn't make it right. Well, I think that the Bible's wrong for advocating, uh, you know, the death penalty. I think the Bible's wrong for giving people, giving masters instructions on how to properly take care of their servants. I think the Bible's wrong for advocating um, essentially the ownership of women. I think the Bible's wrong for advocating human sacrifice and rape and uh, the so many of the things that are in it. Yeah. That that's what I think the Bible's wrong about, and the people See, the, the things the things that are written in it are not necessarily advocated by it. Well, when, <laughs> when God speaks See, to so Moses and Moses says, See, "Go in and kill the, every man, the, woman, and child," then but, it's an avocation. Wait, the, the mental gymnastics it is telling us it is telling us what people did, yeah, and it uh, it tells us the bad things that yep. people did. Yep. 
it sure does. Necessarily advocate, but they did it in the name of God, and they actually the book will claim that Moses speaks for God, and then Moses and and Joshua send people in to Ai and Jericho to kill all the men to rape, and and they can take the virgin women that they want for themselves. I wonder what they did with them. Um, You know, I mean, just all these things, and that's you know that that sounds like God advocating it. I don't know what Bible you've been reading, but that's not in my Bible. Well, go back and read the story of Jericho. About about virgins? Thank yeah, you Cecil, well, the, the virgins Cecil, aren't in that, that hey, particular can I, one. Can I jump in here? You know, AI. <laughs> Cecil is saying that, uh, you know, just because we believe something doesn't mean it's it's right. But he, that's I mean, are you saying him. that what, what you're saying is absolutely right, Cecil? Or are you saying it, that it is for, nothing it is, is, it is for me? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Cecil, if you're so secure in your beliefs, then, I mean, what's the problem? You can listen to us well, saying well, something not, you disagree with. My, 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 prob- my problem, I guess, is that Christians and Christianity is being so put down today uh, by people who don't, who don't really know, uh, don't really understand the Bible, uh, don't really want to understand it. Uh, they don't want God in their lives. So are we so obligated to understand just, every just, uh, imaginary friend just, that everybody has, wait, wait, every wait, religious wait, wait, text wait, wait, in the wait, world? Wait, 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 wait. Will you let me finish? I'll give you 20 the show's seconds. show's over. 20 seconds, Cecil. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's like that. It, 76% of Americans are Christians. I hardly think they're being persecuted in the minority. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the Christianity should survive this show. But uh, thank you for the call. I, I do appreciate <laughs> right. it, Sekel. Thank, uh, Cecil. Excuse me, Sekel. <laughs> Sekel CAI did bring you the phone lines, though, here on Free <laughs> right. Talk Live. You can check out Free Talk Live in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 